recording right now is because mm. I have a podcast. Um, it's eSports Takeout Podcast. Um, what we talk about are generally like um, eSports related stuff, lah, gaming stuff. Um, okay. And that's what, you know, my company do, you know, I think you would, you would be aware of CGM, yeah. right? That's what we do. And um, and then on the side that this is the podcast that I do as well. And then I noticed that that um, you are very much into NFT games, Axie Infinity, right? And I think that's a very interesting topic to talk about. Um, so if it's okay, we just want to dive with you on like this Axie Infinity in particular, mm. um, just to understand the mechanism and also just address some of like uh, uh, comments or rather critics that that people have of the game as well as some of some of my general thoughts lah. If that's okay, All right. So I think we can just start uh, get straight into it. Um, if it's okay, let me just um, explain about the evolution of games, and then you can come in. Um, so the evolution of video games started with like uh, game 1.0, which is like Pong and then Space Wars, right? Where it's a 2D game and then they shoot mm-hmm. uh, shoot alien ships, right? Those are like in the 1970s, 1980s, that's why they start uh, develop video games. And then we started and then we came on with game 2.0, which is like games like Starcraft, Red Alert. Those are like more mm-hmm. strategic games. And then they, we start to see some 3D element to it. And then... We move on to game 3.0, which is like games like Dota, PUBG, Counter-Strike, where mm-hmm. how I would term it to be is like a play and maybe earn game in the sense that the right. games are free, but how they make money is from in-game purchases, right? And then generally for cosmetic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you get a rare item, you can actually sell these items on Marketplace, right? So that's how um, users and, or gamers can make money. So now mm-hmm. I just want to dive very deeply into like game 4.0, which is like uh, this play to earn game. And where I, what I see is that whilst there are some elements of fun, I think the whole purpose is for people to also um, make a living or make money from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see this also as a good way to introduce blockchain technology to people. And X Infinity is the biggest uh, play to earn game that I know. Lah. And Think what I'll do right now is just try to uh, explain very briefly on what X Infinity is, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you can correct me when I'm wrong, or and you can fill in the gaps as well, lah. Because I personally don't play the game, but I've been doing a a, a bit of research on this, lah. Sure, so sure. basically, X Infinity is like Pokemon, right? It's a turn-based game. Uh, the players mm-hmm. they own axes, uh, and these axes are generated based on um the the stats based on random body parts, right? I think six body parts, right? Uh, and these axes, they are like NFTs where you can use it to trade, you can use it to fight, and you can use it to uh, breed, right? And most people use it to fight. And then if you win, then you earn Smoothless Potion, SLP. Or if you're really, really good, you earn AXS, right? Uh, and this AXS is to be used for breeding as well. So basically, the mechanism is that the more you play, the more you earn. Uh, but to start playing Xfinity, you need to first buy three axes on the marketplace. So depends on how strong you want your axe to be, that would also dictate the price. And if not, then I believe there's a scholarship program uh, for this as well, where you can borrow axes from a manager 
and then you can get cut. Uh, am I right so far? Or <laughs> is there anything that you want to add on? Yeah, uh, what you mentioned is correct. So uh, there's actually uh, an, an entry barrier which, you know, uh, people need to put up a lump sum uh, of fund or investment to even begin with. Uh, unlike like your web, uh, what, what you call it, like game 3.0, like your Dota kind is free to play. So in terms of monetization part, right, let me just add on to that or uh, what you just mentioned earlier. Um, monetization of games right, has always been around it. It's just uh, rather in a very indirect approach. Yeah, so a lot of people perhaps go under table, which means like not a, a I'm selling you this, uh, and then there's a direct transaction. It could be uh for example, uh I'm not sure if you heard of this game before Gaia, uh it's also like some uh multiplayer game. So uh it's a pixelated multiplayer game. People just walk around, chat, chit chat, and stuff like that. Something like your Maple Story, similar, and last time uh my sis and I used to play, and my sis used to you know. People just like like to draw fan arts and they pay uh, in-game currencies for that in exchange. So that was back then. And now with blockchain uh, like X Infinity, you can actually exchange uh, in-game uh, currencies to fiat. For example, uh, like what you say, earning SLP uh, for normal players. Those who are super competitive, uh, they will just, you know, uh, try to make it to the top, top, top three or is it top 10 uh i don't really follow because for me right uh chasing that is super crazy because you need to reinvest in new axes to play or to compete so um just to like uh add on to to give those like new players who do not really understand axes uh it's similar to you know playing dota or any form of uh, multiplayer games which you require you to form teams you need to have like a support a tanker and you know maybe a jungler uh, for, for Dota but for XE you need someone who can tank someone who can support and also someone who can uh, provide critical damage okay so in order to form that team so which is why uh, just now uh, Joseph has mentioned earlier you need to understand the classes because this will uh, determine what kind of XE you'll be purchasing in terms of forming exit teams. Yeah. So um, every season, okay, uh, they call it, uh, they will change meta. So when it comes to saying meta, right, uh, it's similar to like any other games out there. Dota, they do a lot of patches. Uh, I don't know, every now and then. Same goes to XE. They try to improve the game by debuffing uh, or nerfing or buffing the uh, what is it called the stats or even abilities uh, of their cards okay so those that are too overpowering they may uh, nerf it okay to neutralize neutralize the way that they combat in the arena for example so different season they will have different meta so those who are super hardcore competitive uh, wants to be in the top leadership board they will look after this and they buy super expensive parts of axis to form teams okay so for me uh, i'm managing currently managing like uh, 80 teams what i don't do is i don't chase chase for meta first of all because it's expensive and second of all if let's say everybody wants like have their own desire uh desired team are you going to change for everyone repurchasing because back then the value of xc is not equivalent to the value of equi uh today's price Last time I bought like two teams, which is total of six axes, right? About nine, nine thousand, 
9,000 uh, US dollar. Yeah. So wow. back then I still, <laughs> yeah, I, I still do not know like uh, what are, uh, how to form teams or what are some good axes. So that's Wait, the key so just to just just to just to understand when you say that you manage what 80 teams is it correct so how, how, what, what what do you mean by that like 80 teams of like three axes each is that, is that, is that right? yes so okay. for scholar you need like three axes to a uh, battle right of to fight yeah. in the arena so 80 of them so you just 80 times three wow yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good. amount of axes 240 axes yeah, of course, I, I do have a lot more beyond just like 240 uh, axes, including those like um, those that I bought away in the earlier days. So that could just put under some of those good players to give them more energies to play. Yeah. So generally, how do you manage them? Um, Do you like, I, I imagine because Philippines, right, is a huge market on axes, right. right? So is it still the huge, is it, is it still very popular in Philippines? Huh? Okay, here's the thing about uh, when it comes to finding scholars, you most likely would want to uh, find someone who, uh, usually you will target third world countries. Reason is simple, is because uh, when it converts to fiat, right, they, at least they can, um, it's equivalent to their average paying job salary. Okay, imagine if I were to find someone from uh, Singapore, uh, I do have people applying from Singapore, but I won't take it up. Uh, reason is because uh, it wastes my time and uh, mm. ultimately you're only here for a short while and then there will be problem managing it. When I say managing right, I, it, yeah. The, sorry, sorry, carry on. Sorry. No, no worries. Go, go ahead. Uh, you, I, think, I think I can imagine like the reward will probably not be so lucrative enough. Yes. Is that correct, yes. right? So I think... Yeah. Okay, just a secret, uh, not not so secret thing, lah. I suppose <laughs> is that in in Malaysia, I think you can find Malaysia because <laughs> our currency oh, is so bad. So. <laughs> okay, uh, Malaysia is also uh, it's not my priority. Uh, it's also a secondary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, it's uh, how to say, it's not as bad as the economically. Financially, economically speaking, right, it's not as bad as like uh, third world countries like Philippines or Indonesia, if you were no, to compare. I, I think we are, like, I think we are. <laughs> okay, anyway. my very first scholar is my sis. Okay, uh, my sis okay. is in Malaysia and she yeah. earns decent amount. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, because it's playing games, uh, but going back to whether is it fun or not, yes, it's very boring. I, I don't play also. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. actually that's like the, the kind of uh, thing that I wanted to dive into next or so. Like we talk about like, um, we talk about like play to earn games right now, right? So um, based on like the gameplay that I watch, right? It's like very random, right? You get like four cards or something, randomized cards, and then like Correct. you stack them and then you, uh, uh, the, the XC also target um, random um, opponents as well. I believe that's the case. Um, so that I, I suppose that's one of the critics, right? In that this this is deemed as a they say that it's a game, but actually it's not game. It's actually work because like uh, <laughs> in some people's opinion, it's not so fun to play, right? So if it's not so fun to play, it's not game. It's a work. Like do you see in that like perspective that like, it's actually considered work uh, as opposed to a game? Mm, okay, the the gameplay itself requires a lot of card counting and strategies. Because one wrong move can determine whether you will win or lose. So I think that that is one. And then secondly, right, um, because it's a card game. So imagine yourself playing every single day, uh, playing Pokemon cards. Uh, you you did how to say you put in three to four hours playing Pokemon cards every day. Over time, you 
you are doing it because you need the money, not because you want to play. Mm, so okay, that's the mindset. Yeah, mm. at this point of moment. Because the, the thing about it, uh, they are of course casual players. They just uh play for fun and not so much on the money. So that is more of casual player as and when they play it. But when it comes to managing scholar, it's equivalent like what you say, uh, like the real world employer employee kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like sixty percent cut right generally for managers, and then forty for scholars. Is or is it different now? Uh, okay. It really depends. Oh, it really okay. depends so on. So you set uh, yourself right. Yeah, but uh, they do have certain rules like minimally like forty cents cut to to scholars, so so mm. that um uh, to maintain the market rate or, or something like it is similar yeah. to like you know jobs in the job yeah. real life job context. Yeah. So how like for example, I've I've not played Axie right. Actually, I saw this game back in like um, um July or August when it started to mm. gain traction, a lot of traction right. Then I started to research on this. Um. And then when I first saw that, oh, actually you need like quite a huge capital, right? One XE is about, I think, uh, 100 to 200 USD maybe, right? Uh, yep. Per XE, right? And then you need to buy um, SLP and AXS, all this as well. Mm. Um, so, so for example, so for someone like me, like, um, if I want to get into it today, uh, like, do you recommend that I immediately purchase Axis or like do you recommend that I go through a scholar program? Okay, if you can, try to go through a scholarship program to test it out for yourself because, uh, okay, and then secondly, if you want to get into scholarship program, it's not very easy as well uh, because a lot of managers, we are looking for experienced players. Okay, it's a chicken and egg thing, um, but you just prove yourself, okay, maybe my program is slightly, I, I'm not trying to like, Say I'm my my program is the best or whatever, but we do give like a trial period, like a probation period. So within these seven days, uh, I can tell that whether you really put in effort to learn or not from the performance because there's a tracker. So uh, maybe you can try out uh, try a scholarship program because then right as you play you will uh you will learn by watching videos on how to counter attack. Yeah. What are the cards? and different kind of classes, then it'll give you a better idea when it comes to yourself buying, right? You know what kind of team you want to form. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned that it's a chicken and egg, right? So for example, if I'm new, right? And if I don't have the money, uh, then how do I learn? Okay, I can go on YouTube to learn, uh, but the uh, managers generally don't choose, don't pick me, right? Because I'm so noob, right? <laughs> I don't know the game <laughs> at all. Uh, and so, so that's the disparity there, I suppose. Um, is it like a manager's market now where managers get to choose the scholars or like is it the other way around? Okay, at this uh, at this moment, right, it's really, the market is very bad. Uh, okay, because I think is it a month or two months ago, last year, December, there's a typhoon in Philippines. So there's a huge mm. cut on scholars. Then uh, secondly, now it's still very tough to find scholars, talented scholars or experienced scholars, but you can give it a try because, okay, usually, right, there's an interview round when it comes to selecting. At least for my program, I do interview, uh, but minimally, you need to know the basics. Then uh, we will hire for you to try out the probation. So okay. different okay. managers, they will have different requirements, but you can try out. Best is if you already know someone, you can try out their program. Yeah. Actually, actually, now I think about it, if I got some money, right, then I can just buy the three axes and then I just just uh, sub it out to the experienced scholars. Uh. 
would that be a better strategy uh, to to you know uh, get back your capital? Uh, I wouldn't recommend because here's the thing. Uh, scholars are also uh, a bit tricky when it comes to managing them. You don't know. Um, okay, because the one who has at risk right, is the one who is putting in the money, the investor slash uh, the manager. Yeah, because you need to transfer the assets over to the scholar to play. So if anything screws up, right, they will get your Axis band. Oh dear. Oh, wow. Really, yeah. Uh? Oh. We got six band uh, <gasps> during the bandwidth because our um, we, uh, they, they caught two of our scholars cheating the system or something of that sort. Right. Or multi-accounting. Mm. Right, right. So I, okay, so it's a PVP, right? You don't get to choose who's your opponent, right? It's all randomized? It's all randomized. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So the so the scholars managed to hack the system or something lah to no, to get more uh, SLP yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. We really do not know because they do not, did not like uh, showcase how did they cheat or whether do we know like they really mm. cheat. But there's another way to track uh whether they multi accounting because okay. some people are just greedy in nature you know. But mm. here's the thing about XC rules right. Uh. Every account you can only you can only play one account. So the moment you switch account, right, they know you're multi-accounting. Mm, mm, that that is one. Yeah. So but that's you know, a restriction mm, there, like you cannot. Yeah, because now blockchain, everything is so, uh, how to say, uh, open, right? You can track everything. Then we just track all the wallets. Oh. Mm, mm, yeah, it, so so it's a uh, double-edged sword. La. It's transparent, la, which yeah. blockchain right itself is very transparent, all public uh, addresses and wallets. Um, so, like, looking at another perspective, right, um, in terms of the scholar, since, like, you're managing, like, 80 teams, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, it's not considered a lot. <laughs> really? Uh, uh? We are just small fry. Yeah, we have uh, we have friends because we are in the guild and stuff, right? They're managing thousands, hundreds. Yeah, those How? are the will. <laughs> How? How? I don't understand. But anyway, so for these people, right, um, uh, so you mentioned that you went through, you go through interview process with them, right? Um, generally, do you do you know of any stories uh, where actually Axie Infinity actually help people financially? Okay, we are trying to do that, um, but uh, not at this moment because I think they are more focusing on developing the latest version, which is the version 3, together with their land gameplay and stuff. Yeah, so that is their main focus because uh they do they always get uh, complaints and that or, or feedback from managers on how to protect them better, how to uh, screen through uh or what is it called scholars and stuff like that. Everyone is figuring figuring out the way. So there are a few ways to find scholars. Uh, either friends or friends word of mouth, uh referral. So another one is Facebook groups and Discord or even Twitter. Yeah, LinkedIn. I also did receive some, but uh, not uh, not not as popular as the 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 rest that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, just looking back, right, on like my question on like how to get started if I'm a noob, right? Um, just want to know like how did how did, how did you get started until like get started until like you built such a uh mm -hmm. AT team, it's like so so many teams right now. Okay, uh, because I started this with my partner. I'm not the one who plays it. So because mm -hmm. I do not have the time, I have other stuff running also. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So I focus on like uh, structuring and managing investors and people in general. So he focused more on the ops. So mm -hmm. like how does okay. the gameplay work? So the now 9,000 is the school fee <laughs> that he play and learn. 
So he learned oh, okay. for, I think, two right. weeks. Mm. So you need to know every single thing. You know some uh, Dota players, right? They are super hardcore. They know exactly uh, if you buy certain items, how much stats you will increase. Yeah, he's mm. that kind to that extent. Okay. Okay. Learns every single thing. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. So, so your partner is the one that does the ops and then you will manage the teams, I assume? Yeah, the people, yeah. anything related to people of the front. Yeah, I'll be the right. one doing it. Yeah. Actually, that's a good plan also, right? To to even start like um having a business around Exit Infinity, um having a couple of people to um divide the work and then to 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 manage this. Would that be something like um become a legitimate business? Are you think? There are actually a lot of people running it. YGG is one of the biggest. Uh, that is uh, not they are not just handling uh X Infinity, but also take into account of other P2E games. So mm. um, that is what they are doing. And then there are a lot of other smaller players similar to YGG approach. Yeah. Are you just focusing on XA today? Or are you um, also diving into other stuff? We are looking into other stuff. It's not XA. XA is just one of the many things that we manage. Yeah. Mm. Because ultimately, we believe, right, Um, you can see the past few years, all, all the games, uh, the rise of new games will ultimately take over one another. It's just a matter of time. You can't be, uh, you know, there forever. Mm, Somebody mm. will definitely take over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. But I think XC is like one of the first, right? It developed from CryptoKitties and it's still mm. going strong today. So be the first is also, <laughs> yes. it's also a good thing, right? Um, I also know a, a, a other uh, P2E games, but not really also like those are like uh, digital horse racing games Pegasi. those are yeah the <laughs> io right it's one of those that i also came across i'm like i i don't know it's more of like very much betting now right <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. like is it is it the same kind of uh, uh risk with xe if you compare it with Pegasi? uh okay their main game mechanics and their ecosystem is very different from what I see, I, I've never dabbled into it, but I do like hear from friends and people looking for scholarship for this. Mm. So a few things that we will look at. Um, I like the concept of Axie is because uh, it's not too easy to earn and there's some form of uh, entry barrier that will uh, actually maintain or control the pricing, the value of the tokens. If it's too easy and that you have more supply than demand, then ultimately the price of the tokens will crash. Then who will come in? Yeah, yeah, correct. So I think uh, they try to address this as well. I think a, a few days ago they also just announced their season twenty, I believe. Mm. Where they don't, uh, they don't provide any daily quests anymore. Correct. Daily quests uh, SLP, right? So I think that helps with um, um, the inflation, right, in within the game itself. Uh, speaking of which, right, which you mentioned about like um the the barrier of entry and that it it may affect the the tokenomics lah of it. Um. Mm. I, I read somewhere, one of the reasons I actually, personally, like, one of the reasons why I very much hesitated to enter XC um, like six, seven months ago was because I I, I read somewhere that it's 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 deemed as like a Ponzi scheme. Uh, right. I think you probably have heard this before, right? Where mm. the idea is that you they always need new players to come in to buy the Axis mm -hmm. for the money, uh, money to go into the game, right? Or something... You know something along along that sort of economics lah, right? Mm. Um, so actually that was one of like the hesitation that made me like want uh, not want to join at that time. 
Um, is that is that something that you see that uh, XC team are trying to address, or like do you do you not see it as a Ponzi scheme at all? Okay, they are trying to uh, improve on this, but I I wouldn't say that's the only way that uh for the funds to come in because there's also people purchasing tokens because some people come in not to play, but they come in to breed. Then that's another story. Yeah, so it could be purchasing of SLP tokens, purchasing of AXS. So that could be a other you know source of fundings. Yeah, but what what's more important is the tokenomics on how will this whole thing other than just applying right? Uh, where else can this uh, be used? Basically, the utility of the token. So then after a while, uh, they have staking, uh, AXS staking. So then they also uh, recently. A few months ago, they just came out with their own RON, I think RON token or something. They start to charge transactions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so it's not just uh, money is not just coming from the gamers lah, but like there are some investors as well that's willing to hold the AXS or the SLP tokens lah, right? Okay. Um, I think people generally investors they would hold the SLP if let's say um, they don't want to play the game, they don't want to invest too much, but they they can see the sort of potential lah. Uh, in the in the game itself, and then that SLP's uh, price may increase. Uh. So mm. I think that's probably the reason why these investors come in as well. Um, yeah. So um, apart from like um, this exit that that you know I like to talk to you about, um, we I also noticed that you are quite into the NFT space, right? Uh, you're quite mm. fairly active on it. I uh, noticed that you create your own NFT or something like that. Uh, is that something <laughs> that you can share? Uh, okay, uh, the NFT project is actually called Gendora. Okay, it's something, uh, it's not a game by NFT, but more of like more for community building and tying back to what I've, I've been doing. Uh, as you know, I run like this idea tech company called Xperia. So it started off with entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Then over time, because of my own interest, I see there's a huge demand in wanting to find out more about blockchain space, crypto as well as NFT. That's where I start to like, you know, venture into those workshops, host the kind of events to, you know, educate people who wants to go in but do not know how to. Then this is where I want to tie in everything, the education portion to Gendora project. So Gendora is actually a female empowerment and education team. And we are also looking to something fun to educate people, which is why we are still exploring for, uh, you know, uh, what is called uh, companies who does gaming. I'm not looking at like large scale of gaming, like your metaverse, sandbox kind, but more of like mini games, enough to get people interested in learning through some activities or community building events, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I think generally the NFT right uh, right now, right? NFT, like maybe today is that it's all JPEG, but essentially what it is, is like building an exclusive community. Lah. Uh, mm. I've invested in some NFTs as well because of like the FOMO and I think I'm losing money. <laughs> <laughs> but, which, which one you invest in? <laughs> like what other uh, ones? <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I should cut it out. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Um, so you you heard about Irene Dow, right? Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't. You, I didn't. you, it's so, been okay. Okay, I'm not a simp. Okay, just to be clear, mm. I just saw uh, that the project was very interesting, right? Mm. Uh, I almost uh, bought Irene Dow. I missed it by a few minutes to mint. So and then I noticed that. There is, uh, they recently announced that they had a collaboration with two other ladies, lah. Also, mm. a same kind of a 
uh, community lah. So I just thought, okay lah, I just buy also. Not because, you know, I'm simping, but because <laughs> it's an investment strategy. But as I check every day, right, it's like dropping, the, the floor price keep dropping. I also don't know why. But I'm, I'm not actively participating in like the Discord and all. So, lah. so like I'm one mm. of those like formal kind of uh, person, lah. like just buy the NFT and just hope for the best kind of thing. Uh, I, I try to follow the NFT world. It's too mm. difficult, honestly. It's too much to read, too much to follow. Um, too many um, things that you have to do, such as like, um, you have to do certain things to be whitelisted or like yes. <laughs> uh, you can't um, a lot of like yeah, I think you also have uh, posted about some rock pools right the squiggles mm. the most recent one um, and the community when I join it's it's not so active like I cannot I, the the NFT uh, projects that I find um, not active so not so popular but the ones that are active, I cannot get whitelisted. So, you know, it's very, very difficult to enter. La. But um, for me, I'm quite bullish la, on NFT because mm-hmm. I see the true value, which is um, doing a lot of things in the future, which is like um, when you buy a house, you know, it can be an NFT. When you buy a concert ticket, it's an NFT. So no more forged ticket. Uh, so a, a lot of th- these other utilities, like actual utilities. Um, do, you, do you, when you enter the, this NFT space, well, like what got you hooked into it and like, um, do you see any sort of value or future in terms of the NFT? Okay, uh, those that are here to stay are most likely either you have a first-hand advantage like those blue chip ones, like your board eight, your club, uh, what is it called, uh, crypto punks, all these, all these, yeah, because they are the first to launch and already made it there. They are the blue chips. So now a lot of people are going in with hype. As long as you hype, okay, um, you mean hopefully sell in the secondary market, okay, move on to another project. That's what a lot of projects are doing. Unless you have really good utilities for the long run, then you might be the next blue chip. So let me give you an example. Uh, one of the projects called NanoPass. So what they do is they have black box. So black box, you receive every week, right? You have maybe free white list for certain projects, uh, airdrop of certain things, I don't know. So that's the uh, utility of Nano pass. So NFT flippers, right? They have their own ways of flipping versus those who are just FOMO and they see people. Oh, there's a huge volume coming in, but they uh, what they do not know is people are right. Uh, we call it paper hand. So usually mean price, right? Is way cheaper. Uh, okay, it really depends. Usually, uh, the safest route to flip, right, is to mint and then flip in secondary marketplace. If you go in via secondary marketplace, buy and flip, right? It'll be tough. The, the risk is higher compared to uh, if you mint it, which is why a lot of people are fighting for whitelist. And like you say, it's true. Whitelist is very damn difficult, especially for hype projects. But that doesn't equivalent, right? Hype projects uh, means that their project will uh, be a success or sold out. Uh, I've seen one, actually a couple. Uh, most recent one is one of it called Cyber, C-Y-B-R. They got about 70,000 plus Discord members and then 8,000 supply, if I'm not wrong. But only 100 plus uh, are minted out. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So so actually in those kind of cases, right, um, I think more likely than not, they are probably just bots. Right. It could I think, be, you never know. Yeah. I think like the squiggle projects as well, I believe uh, there's probably like um allegations la, that 
uh, almost half or half are like bots. Uh. Mm. Um, so those are like the, the things that we should um, really be careful of. Like those people, those for more for more guys like me, you know, have to, <laughs> have to pay attention to. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, also I do see uh, quite good utilities in terms of NFT lah. Uh, what is that called? You saw you mentioned Nano Pass, is it? Nano Pass, N A N O P A S S. Do they still have NFT or like are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they are stable at certain uh at a certain price. I think one point something if right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I do oh, own a few lah. Yeah. Oh, you mean that it's okay? So it's not like it, it can't be minted anymore lah. You have to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it's ah. a secondary marketplace already. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Let me just check out. Oh, the floor is one point seven five. Okay, ah, yes. That's, uh, <laughs> pretty high. <laughs> that's pretty high. That's pretty high. That's about uh, that uh, thirteen thousand ringgit lah for me. Yeah. So that's that's pretty high. But, but uh, you need to weigh. Okay, it depends. Uh, NFT world is similar to real life lah. If you have money, you buy time. Uh, if you have no money, you grant for white list. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, but yeah. like, <laughs> well, for someone like me, you know, uh, uh, working, you know, full time, you know, and and so many activities, you know, there's so many, right. there's so many other uh DJs out there that's like that's like doing all they can to be white listed, but like, uh, I mean, that's the space currently lah, which also I also accept lah. Yeah, uh, unless unless you're willing to like invest in blue chip NFTs, right? Because they they are already blue chip. A lot of people want to partner with them. They will give them whitelist. And let's say for example, if you are MAYC or BAYC, the board ape yacht, right? They will just give you auto whitelisted for new projects. You just need to claim. You don't have to grind. You're using money to you buy have, time. Okay, wait, wait. But you need to first own a BAYC. Yeah, correct. Okay, I mean <laughs> that, that itself is uh, too difficult already, lah. For uh you know average Joe like me, <laughs> but but I mean like uh it's 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 fun to see like It's fun to see, but also at the same time quite envious lah. Uh that that uh that that you know rich the rich people can get richer. <laughs> yeah, that that's a hard truth. Uh or if not uh I have friends that does this. You can do like pool pooling of funds together, own that thing yeah. together, split the yeah. profit. So yeah yeah. So I think there's there's a concept right now which is exploring people are exploring which is like a uh, a DAO owning um, NFTs right so mm-hmm. that could be an F, a, a gateway for you also but actually I also know that some of these DAOs right you can't even there are even um, um, uh, criteria you know for you to fulfill before you can join the DAO so for example I think you need to pay like X number of ETH, ETH to be a member yeah. <laughs> I'm like I mean, <laughs> again, this uh guarded for the rich people lah. But anyway, that's uh that's for another story lah. Um, mm. like just just want just want to uh, get your view on like just one last thing. Um, mm. switching from like um NFT for the rich to NFT for mostly men. Um, so you mentioned that in terms of your NFT, you you uh you are trying to build a w- women empowerment community, right? In sort of like in your perspective, like do you when you first dive into it, do you find it difficult to participate or like do you feel that there was some sort of like uh, male dominance in this space where it you know kind of affected your participation in the NFT? Uh, not so much. I feel that it is similar to like business world is it has always been male dominated. It's just slowly that uh, women are starting to come in. Same goes to like crypto space. Even now, my community are uh, majority of them are male. 
but uh, it's a mixture of females and males. But if you if you ask which one has a takes up the highest uh, bigger pie would be male for sure. But slowly people are starting to come in because male could be one of the ways right to get their wives, daughters, or female female counterparts to come in. You never know. Yeah, they say like, hey, this is so cute. I'm just going to buy for my wife, which a lot of people does that. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard stories of that as well. So, yeah, okay. So, so, uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose it resonates a bit like with the corporate business world, right? Where it's like mm. the, in terms of like the 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 high ranking officials, they are mainly male, right? Which men lah, which is um, uh, probably inherently make it very difficult for you for for you ladies to join, and that sort of like um. In terms of like your NFT, uh, can I be, what, what is it called again? Sorry. Gendora. Gendora. Uh, Gendora. So Gendora, so that's where you try to build your community, is it? To, to yeah. raise women empowerment. Correct. Uh, which, is, uh, which is good. Lah. Uh, I, think, I think we need more of that sort of like balance. Um, mm. Okay. Um, so I suppose um, I, I don't have much more um is there like any sort of like final word in terms of like um where do you want to see gendora to be just for like a kind of like plug for you uh okay i would want gendora to be uh one of the things that people hold on to and see for themselves uh okay the the, the whole point is just like uh without the need to start from scratch but leverage on what we have for them in terms of community tools or whatever if you need help step on the community and not just do it yourself so mm. that is what mm. gendora aims to do right that's great uh, i'm searching for your gendora you have a okay, website gen- gendora.asia right yeah 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 okay it's loading okay um i think we are about just about done um, let me just stop the recording uh th-